What's up, Freedom Chasers? We have a story for you today. I have the pleasure of sitting with a guest who had an absolutely catastrophic year, and she still started her career off with a bang. She closed over $6 million in revenue, and she started off as a realtor being completely homeless. And she's going to tell us exactly how she did it right now. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right, guys, meet Stephanie Fountain of First Class Real Estate Flagship from Hampton Roads, Virginia. So let's jump into the story of how you became a realtor and all the circumstances surrounding it, because you gave me a brief glimpse before the show, and, and we need to dive deeper into that. Sure. Hi, I'm Stephanie. Uh, I'm Stephanie Fountain with First Class Real Estate Flagship. I would say First Class Real Estate Flagship uh, is my little branding mechanism. Um, and I have been practicing real estate since October of 2021. And uh, as, as Tim mentioned, I was homeless when I first started and there was uh, time after time after time, there were events that led up to this. Um, uh, one of the things is I was a business owner. I lived in Oklahoma. I had lived there since 2003. I'm a veteran. I owned a, a massage clinic. I had 11 employees. Uh, I built it from the ground up. It was my heart and soul. Uh, and uh, I had a kind of like a malpractice from Veterans Affairs where they accidentally killed my kidney. I had nine surgeries uh, the year of 2018 uh, trying to save my kidney. And then it wasn't able to be saved. So November of 2018, I lost my kidney. No, I lost my business. February of 2018, I'm sorry. November of 2018, I lost my business. February of 2019, I lost my kidney. Not only did I lose my kidney, but they left me with like a, an abdominal wall hernia. So they left me with like a deformity. Uh, <clears throat> after that, it was, it was pretty devastating uh, because the business was the heartbeat of my family. I raised my children in it. It supported our family for many years. Uh, I found out April, April 1st, I found out that my father had uh, two weeks to live. And I left everything in Oklahoma. Uh, my children were young adults, so they were self-sufficient. And I came back to Virginia uh, with the intention of helping my father uh, and helping my mother who was severely handicapped and trying to get them back in place. All of this, my kidney surgery hadn't even over, haven't, had, didn't even heal yet. I was still in the healing process of this and taking care of my father uh, and his last days, taking care of my mother and the first days of the rest of her life. So um, in August, we moved to Hampton Roads uh, and we were, I was driving Uber and I practiced massage therapy as an employee. As an employee, I learned that perhaps I'm a salesperson I was making twice as much money as my colleagues. Uh, I would go speak to their clients and they would make twice as much money as they were originally intended to make that hour. And so <clears throat> I started thinking that if I am a salesperson, maybe I should sell more than just aromatherapy or foot scrubs. But I didn't really do anything with that uh, because COVID, COVID hit. And after COVID hit, 
I was just driving for Uber, driving for Lyft, doing massages on the side, and just trying to stay afloat. Um, one day I decided, why not explore real estate? Uh, especially because the education is short, it's attainable, and it's affordable. So I went to the real estate school uh, with first class real estate. And when I was in school, I realized I couldn't read. I didn't even know that I couldn't read. I could not read. I couldn't understand anything the instructor was saying. And I thought maybe I had ADHD. So I went to the doctors and I asked them to tell me. I went to the doctors and I asked them to tell me, you know, what was going on. Did I have ADHD or what the issue was? And what they indicated was that I had a brain injury. So <clears throat> I didn't know that I had a brain injury. I guess as massage therapists, we don't need to read. <laughs> so uh, I didn't catch on to that. Uh, um, it was really difficult for me to go through real estate school. It was really difficult for me to sit there and listen to George Misak talk about real estate. And it sounded like it was in Chinese to me. And so I just thought, I'll just do my time. I'll just stay here and I'll just do my time through this real estate uh, course. And so that's what I did. Uh, in the meantime, I started working at a um, um, like social as a social worker. Uh, I kind of just slid right in there. And um, I remember one day I thought, I think I'm going to go take this test. Now, mind you, in the meantime, I had um, training on how to study for tests and stuff so that I could be successful. Um, so I thought I'm, it was my lunch break and it was raining. And I went with such a lackadaisical attitude, like there's no way that I'm going to be able to pass this test. And so I remember I just walked out during my lunch break. I said, here I go. I'm going to go take my test. And I sat down and, and took my real estate exam. Well, I saw that it had said I passed. So I stood up and I got ready to walk away. And I looked back to make sure I wasn't leaving anything. And it said round two. So I didn't even know there were two parts to the real estate exam. <laughs> And I sat down again. I said, well, why not? Let's see. Let's see what happens. And I took the second part and I passed that exam, too. And then I ran out of there and I told her, hurry up, give me my papers before the computer realizes that it's made an error. Um, and and that was probably. May, maybe May. And. Um, Things didn't work out with the social working position. And plus, uh, I realized I'm not really meant for corporate. I hadn't been in corporate since I was in the Army, and I got out in 2003. And George was very instrumental in mentoring me and letting me know that there is a, a neon light at the end of the tunnel. And um, so I, I decided I would put my license, I'd hang it with first class real estate. And I did that um, in maybe June, May, June, I did that. And I still didn't practice though. I couldn't practice because my mother had uh, decided she wasn't gonna walk anymore. And so I had to quit everything I was doing, including driving Lyft and driving for Uber and just take care of her. Um, well, we decided to get her placed into a nursing home around October. And after I got her house situated and I got all her personal belongings together, sold whatever we could in order to help contribute to her nursing home uh, facility. Uh, it was like, I, I didn't even consider what was gonna happen to me, where I was gonna go, what I was gonna do. Um, and then I started just hustling, grinding, working as hard as I could uh, in, in the field of real estate, with first class real estate.
First off, Stephanie, thank you so much for being open and vulnerable here. I mean, obviously, you hit a series of speed bumps there. You lost your business. You lost your kidney. You lost your father. You had a brain injury. You had no idea you you even had, which I could relate to you, by the way. I was in a car accident in 2017, and, and that was 18 months of absolute hell afterwards. Um and I had similar experiences to you. I no longer felt I could read. Like words just looked like gobbledygook. It looked like nonsense to me. <laughs> um, so obviously you have a tremendous heart and a tremendous passion if you were able to plow through all of that and get to where you are today. So, I mean, what I would love to ask you is like, what kept you going throughout all of this? Like, how did you know that there was a light at the end of the tunnel? Because it's difficult when, when you know, you have a, such a series of unfortunate events. Mm. Well, during when the events were happening, uh, my friends and my family around me would say, just lay down, just relax, just go easy on yourself. And I tried that. And I felt worse than I ever felt in my life because that's not natural for me. Um, what's natural for me is to overcome obstacles. What's natural for me is to continue to push through no matter how difficult that it is. Uh, even even if you're 1% better each day, people say if you're 1% each better, uh, better each day, that you can see improvements. And so I, I had to fight for my life. And that's what I had decided. I wasn't just going to lay down and give up and let the circumstances swallow me whole. I was determined to fight for my life. That is clearly evident. So like, let's, let's, let's flip this on its head a little bit and let's, let's mm -hmm. talk more positively because obviously yeah. you're having great success and you've done through... <laughs> You've done so mostly through social media and networking. Um, so let's talk about the strategies that you use to build your business coming from absolutely nothing in real estate. Mm -hmm. So luckily for me, I was a, a multimedia illustrator when I was in the army and I used uh, and I and I spoke on the radio. I was a, a radio dish jockey for a little while. Um, I just slid into there. too. <laughs> it's just uh, if I see something that I want to do, then I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it whole soul. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And um, so what I did is I used the skills that I had as a business owner. I used the skills that I had from, from the Army. I used the skills as a, as a dish jockey and I put them together. Uh, people used to ask me all the time because uh, I'm licensed in massage therapy. I'm licensed in um, cosmetology. I'm licensed in real estate. I had a photography business. <clears throat> and they would say, what are you doing? Why are you collecting all of these different skills? And uh, I, I collected all of those skills uh, so that I could be able to use them today and I could benefit from them today. So I, I got in front of the camera. I made videos. I made posts about what I was doing. I learned from First Class Real Estate that we should try to be positive. We should be informative. We should be educating, uh, friendly smile when you talk. And so I, I implemented all of those tactics into the videos that I, that I put forth. And I didn't care if only one person was listening. I still spoke uh, directly to them and, uh, and visualized that many, many people were listening to what I had to say. You're so right about that. So I'm a big fan of Frank Kern. And one thing he teaches is, you know, just put the content out there. As long as you get one like, you should be happy. And if you don't get one like, guess what? You get to like it yourself. Um, so, <laughs> so it's really a consistency over time. Um, I love that you're doing videos. I'd like to 
briefly gloss over this because you mentioned you had developed a lot of skills by getting all these licenses. And I know there was a skill transfer. Like what skills do you think you got from your other previous careers and previous entrepreneurial activity? Because obviously you're a serial entrepreneur as well. Um, What did you pull over into real estate? Like, are you giving people a massage when they're having a stressful time at a home inspection or something? Or No, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, so the, the tactics that the, the, the things that I had pulled over, of course, were um, layout and design and be, being able to present things that were visually or aesthetically pleasing. Also, public speaking, um, not being able to not being afraid to speak to people, whether they're. Um, suffering from severe poverty or whether they're multi-million dollar, uh, multi-millionaires. So just, just public speaking, uh, is something that I, that I really enjoy. Um, oh, I know, uh, with, with massage, you asked about massage. Well, then that's about stimulating endorphins and dopamines and serotonins. And you can do that. It's about breaking through boundaries, personal boundaries, space with respect. And so um, you can do that with people. You you just connect with them on a on a very grounded level. You find common ground and you connect with them and you treat them like real people and you make sure that you care about their overall well being. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. You know, the more value you give to the world, you'll be surprised how much the world gives back to you. So you have the mm-hmm. right idea without question. I would love to talk a little bit more about the videos that you're doing. Like specifically, what type of videos are you trying to shoot? Like when you when you whip out the camera, mm-hmm. what do you have in mind? Do you just go out there and wing it or are you are you planning things strategically up front? So I do set goals to like batch videos and things of this nature, um, but I, I kind of took off the real estate with both my feet hitting the ground at the same time. And so what I what I would do is if I had a break in between uh, my showings, I would find a natural reservoir or find somewhere that's beautiful, and then I would label it tour Hampton Roads. And uh, I would put that in a folder so that people could get to know what Hampton Roads looks like, whether it's Williamsburg, Newport News, Hampton, uh, Norfolk, Portsmouth, and just kind of find that time, not only for me to be able to relax and refocus and get um, centered, but also just to share with the community while I'm there how beautiful Hampton Roads really is. So that's one of the techniques that I use. Uh, another one is when I'm out showing homes, if I'm doing a virtual tour, I'll record it and post it on TikTok. And uh, so not only am I just recording it for you, Timothy, but I approach it as if I'm recording it for everyone to be able to see. And um, of course, with, with Facebook or with Instagram, I try to not really go off in a personal way to where I'm sharing pictures of my family or what I ate for dinner, unless I'm bragging about a restaurant that's local, <laughs> but more, but I still want the people to get to know who I am. And, and I, I want to bring that out through my personality and through just I speak to the people, the way that, the way that I relate to the people. Absolutely. Authenticity is important. You know, like one of the things people do wrong, I think, when they're trying to do content marketing of any kind is they're trying to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, that comes off, you know, it sounds fake because it's not you, right? So, I mean, leaning into who you are is the benefit for everybody for two reasons. It's twofold, right? Because you're going to attract people that are like you because, 
you're being yourself. You're not trying to be somebody else. Um, and, you know, generally speaking, you're going to enjoy your time with your clients more. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like to use it as a time to educate. So there are videos that talk about why we should buy now or the difference between renting and buying or what different types of loans are. And so um, not only sharing locations and highlighting how beautiful uh, Hampton Roads is, but also educating as to the buying process, the loan process, and then reviews. Um, when I would sit at the closing table with my clients, I'd get my camera. I, before I, I'd say, can I, can we do a review? Would you give me a review? And they say, yeah. And I said, okay, action. <laughs> no, but they would give me video reviews. And those video reviews are very powerful because you can see where they're coming from, how, how genuine and authentic they are about their appreciation for the process that we went through. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that. You also mentioned that networking groups has been a very large driving force for your business. So let's talk about that real quick. Well, I'm because I'm new in the industry, I can't assume that I know everything or that I can wing it on my own. And so I've been networking with uh, uh, women's, it's called W-R-E-I-N. So it's women's, like women's ring. And I took some of their classes and um, I went to a Tom Ferry event, which was very beneficial. Um, first class real estate paid for that. And I, I'm also a part of a network group called A Personal Touch. It's from, uh, his name is James. He's over at Goosehead. He's put together a networking group that kind of emulates it a little bit of um, Kind of like BNI, you know, um, a lot of people have heard of BNI, so that's a networking group as well. Um, but but James over at Goosehead put together a personal touch, so I'm a part of that networking group. And then there's a women's empowerment group that uh, Internet Mortgage puts together, and it's phenomenal. So what I really love about the networking is I get to surround myself with people who have the same goals of me or, or have already achieved the things that I want to accomplish, um, who are open to sharing their ideas, to building you up, to supporting you. And so the, the network groups are, are a really powerful thing for me. Without question. You know, the easiest way to figure out how to get somewhere that you want to go is to find somebody who's been there already and, you know, try to find a compelling way to get directions from them. So usually that's in some way of giving them value first. I mean, it's, it's never a good idea to just ask for something without giving something first. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious, like, what is your strategy when you're going to one of these networking events? How do you approach somebody and, and what are you trying to communicate with them? Well, when I uh, usually I take a seat or when I walk in, I smile at the whole room. I greet everybody. When I leave, I say goodbye to everybody. You know, even if it's a bye, you guys, you know, uh, and um, I make sure that I'm dressed nicely and friendly and that I'm approachable. And then I start having conversations with the people that are sitting next to me. And it doesn't just start off with how many houses did you sell this year? Um, it starts off as small talk. Um, and the small talk, of course, is going to grow into something more meaningful or, or that has more direction towards uh, real estate. And what tickles me is that even though I've only been in the industry, I'm on my second year now, uh, I'm able to share information with people who have been in the industry for 20 years that they, did, they didn't know. I'm able to share information with people who've been in the business for less time than me. 
And then I receive the same thing. I receive information uh, from everybody around us. And really, you go in with the intention of building other people up, contributing. And also, if you can take away, my, my theory has always been, no matter what kind of secondary education I was going to, if, whether it was seminars or whatever it was, if I can take away one tool for my tool belt, if I can take away one thing, I don't care if I sat there for five hours, this one tool that I can now put into practice and implement into my real estate or into my career or into my life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be life-changing. Without a doubt, like you mentioned at the beginning, um, getting 1% better every day. You know, not everybody has that same little goal, but that little goal compounds drastically over time, right? Because it becomes an exponential improvement. If you simply get 1% every day, I believe it's like a 365%, it's like a 365 times um, improvement over the course of a year. So, I mean, the fact that you're going out there with intent to improve every day is why you've been improving so rapidly because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that intention behind them. You know, we all know the statistics, 90% of realtors don't make it three years. And of the ones that do, most of them sell four to six houses a year, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of a startling thing. You have to go out there and you have to make yourself different and you have to make yourself better every day. Obviously mm -hmm. you're getting out there and you're getting uncomfortable. What would you say to anybody listening right now that is afraid to do videos on social media or they're afraid to go to networking events because they don't know what they're talking about or something because you came in this blazing out the, the gates basically and you know sounded like you had almost no fear so like what would you tell to somebody that had a lot of fear i would say you need to listen to affirmations uh you need to listen to music that is uh empowering empowering <laughs> let me try again you, you need to listen to high vibrational music okay and what I mean by that is these, your, your music is feeding you positive information about yourself, about your circumstances. You need to visualize uh, the, the process um, that you want to go through. Self-acceptance is huge. And if we, if we look at other people who are speaking in public um, or we look at other people who are at these networking groups, maybe we might think, well, I'm not good enough. Well, what if, it, what if you realize a lot of people in that group feel like they're not good enough. And so for me, I want to let the spirit inside of me, I want to let it shine. And when I talk to somebody, I want to talk to that spirit inside of them too. And that takes away all kinds of statuses, all kinds of limitations, all kinds of barriers, because I'm, I want to speak to, to your soul. <laughs> I want to speak to that light inside of you, because we're all... We are all different. We all look different. But one thing, our circumstances are different. But one thing um, is that all humans know what it's like to be afraid. We know what it's like to be sad. We know what it's like to be happy. We know what it's like to be alone. And so that person, regardless of whether or not they're wearing a um, name brand, you know, uh, designer suit um, or whether or whether they have holes in their shoes, you can still talk to that same light. In, uh, in that person and you can still draw them out with your positive energy. Beautifully put. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of poetic. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's very cool. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of, of thinking, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And that's actually highly probable. You might say the mm -hmm. wrong thing the first couple of times, but it's okay mm -hmm. because, you know, guess what? That person that you're talking to, 
they're probably not going to remember you if you mess up and you get to learn from it and you get better. You know, you, you, communication is a skill as well as like making content in videos and things of that nature. The only way to get good at these skills is to get a little bit uncomfortable and, and try to break through that barrier because you'll be surprised if you do anything enough, it becomes easy. Right. You know, when I went to school for um, multimedia illustrations in the Army, I didn't know how to draw. And I thought drawing was a gift. I thought that uh, either you had it or you didn't. And what I realized is exactly what you just said. It's a skill. Anything, um, you can perfect your skills. You can work hard at them. You can overcome them. And then also, you can manifest. You can you can work on manifestation. Like I said before, visualize yourself being successful at this stuff. Um, there's nothing to be afraid of because we are all human. We're all human, and we all have that little light inside of us that I made reference to earlier. Absolutely. I love that you brought up drawing because it is mm -hmm. a skill. A lot of people think it's something you're gifted with, but guess mm -hmm. what? You know, the people that are really good at drawing, they probably draw a lot more than most people. I mean, <laughs> it's really that simple. Um, anything grows. Now, there is natural aptitude. You want to take that into mind. Some people are simply better at the start, but I think anybody could be above average at any skill well, with enough me, practice. Yeah, of course. But let me tell you that I, I suffered, needless to say, because of all of the obstacles that I went through, I suffered depression like there are days where i don't feel good um there are days there have been days where i turn off my phone which is the wrong answer in real estate <laughs> but there have been days like that um and what i learned is that i need to talk nice to myself um encourage myself allow myself to have bad days um i always say that it's okay to fall down it's okay to be down but it's not okay to stay down and so uh, even if that 1% means just getting out of your bed, just brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, and, and returning some phone calls, if you do that um, on the days that you feel like you can't, you will see growth. You will see forward momentum. I can relate to you there. <laughs> I'm bipolar. I know, <laughs> I know depression very well. Right. Um, <laughs> so... Um, what I tell people, in particular to this, right, like when you're in a depressive state and you could still force yourself to act, you're doing far more than most people would in the same situation. And what happens when people, success is doing what you don't want to do, even when you don't want to do it. So even if I'm in a super, super deep hole, I tend to be extremely busy. My calendar tends to be stacked. It doesn't matter where I am emotionally because I'm going to show up for work because people depend on me. And it doesn't matter. I'm going to be there because I said I was going to be there. Right. Um, <laughs> every once in a while, I, I want to crawl into a hole too. But ultimately, um, as long as I build in rest periods into every week, I, I could keep going no matter what. Um, right. So thank you for sharing that because you're obviously making yourself super emotionally vulnerable here. That's why I'm trying to return the favor. Thank you. I just think that we have to realize that we're worth more, um, that we have to show up for ourselves, even if, say, like nobody's making me clock in and out of real estate. Nobody's watching the hours that I put in, but I have to tell myself, I deserve this. I have to tell myself, um, I'm worth it. I have to tell myself, don't be too hard on yourself. A little bit can go a long way. And uh, so really finding balance, not being all or nothing uh, and, and forgiving myself on those days where um, 
I'm, I'm less than where I would expect myself to be. And just, again, just picking myself up, encouraging myself, telling myself, it's okay. It's all right to feel sad. It's all right to be down. Maybe you need some rest. But we're going to get up and try again. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes you just need some rest. I think it was Jim Carrey that said depression is like you need deep rest. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think that's a cure-all because obviously it's a nuanced um disorder or is that even the right word yeah mental disorder it, there's a lot of nuance to it but i find oftentimes when i'm in a very low point it's because i've been working too hard and i haven't i haven't built in enough time for rest at all so sometimes Correct. i need to sleep all day on sunday and that's cool i'm there every other day um i'm there for right. everybody I, I just take my sundays and don't kick yourself in the butt when you do it you know don't go look at you like i i, I used to talk to myself like that look at you Look how, look how sad you are. Look how tired you are. Look how lazy you are. And I've learned to turn around, turn that around and say, hmm, I'm not feeling so good today. That's okay. I, I wonder what it is. Maybe I should do some things that will make me feel good. Like whether it's uh, getting a blanket and watching TV or, or whatever it could be. You know, it's just self-talk. Self-talk is really, really important. Without question. Um... Without question, there's almost nothing as important. I love how you referenced music earlier, too, mm -hmm. because you said listen to positive music. Like, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of depressing music out there. But when you take, <laughs> if you take in the, the depressing music, it actually makes you feel more depressed. It's like mm -hmm. the, the words might speak to you. They might speak to you emotionally, and that might feel nice at the time. But ultimately, it's going to put you in a deeper hole, um, <laughs> or at least it does for me. So, like, flipping the switch. And like not listening to that type of music, only putting motivational music on mm -hmm. and only listening to motivational things. Like don't that's listen it. to anything that's pushing you down because really you're a result of what you take in. Like that's in regard, regards to news and regards to anything only. Like you're pretty much, you're in control of the information that you're taking in though. If you take in a surplus of positive information and positive emotions, it's a lot easier to have a surplus internally of positive things and positive emotions because you're not taking in all the negative factors. Right. And even listening to podcasts of real estate agents or, or uh, real estate related podcasts, um, there you can get, you can get, depending on the podcast you listen to, you can get really anxious about it. Or if you listen to podcasts that are more encouraging, um, you can go, oh, I can do that or yeah i never thought of that and then you can start again you can start implementing when i say positive music i'm listening to music that tells me i'm valuable i'm listening to music that tells me i'm strong i'm listening to words that i can repeat in my head um it, i do this sometimes in between showings or on my way to a showing i'm listening to music that's like you got it you're you're a bad girl <laughs> You're, you got this. You, you're a winner. Uh, money comes to you. You know, people love you. And I'm listening to music like this. So it's not just a specific, it's not an artist, um, per se, like, or something you would find on the radio. Uh, it's something that you do have to search for. Tony Jones is, is a, a female um, motivational affirmation uh, musician, and she's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. I'll check her out. I will check her out. Um, also, thanks again for being vulnerable there because you didn't have to share that. To anybody else out there that is suffering from depression, like um, 
you can get through it. I promise you, you need to take in the right information. And also, a lot of people don't even know what depression is. I didn't even realize I suffered for, from depression until I was 32. It's not a sadness. Mm. It's an emptiness. There's a hole there that you can't fill. It's a lack of motivation. So you yeah. might be depressed and not even know it because I was until I was 32. Um, thank you so much for sharing. So let's, let's flip this on a positive note again. We just hit 2023. Your career's yeah. off to a great start. Yes. What is your vision for the next 12 months? Okay. I, of course, I want more discipline. I, I would like more discipline, uh, more accountability to, to myself, and maybe find an accountability partner who can help help, help hold me to that accountability. Um, I would. I want to communicate with my clients more. Uh, throughout the process of, of home buying and also after. I want to build those real relationships. I want to follow up with these people. They're so important to me. They're so valuable to me. Uh, they mean a lot. We, we develop uh, a lot of camaraderie during the process. And I just hate to watch it fade away after after the, the sale is done, you know. And so I, I want to stay connected with them. Uh, I want to continue to network, continue to grow, maybe do public speaking. Uh, I love the fact that I'm able to share the information that I that I do know and that my counterparts or my colleagues find it useful. Um, I, I just see myself doubling. Uh, I'll just, so December was rough. December was rough. That was the last year, the last month of, of the year. That was rough for me. Um, but this, January, I've, I have, I'm a, I work mainly as a buyer's agent, but I would love to get into the listing. How about that as a goal? <laughs> I'd like to be a listing agent. Um, but I have four, four homes under contract right now, uh, which is a big deal to me. Um, I, I appreciate every single one of them. So I, I'd like to grow in my business. I'd like to keep connected with my pipeline. I'd like to take advantage of the tools and the education that First Class Real Estate provides and the support that they provide. And I'd like to be able to share all of that with other people as well. Um, you have the right mindset for it. I'm excited to see where you take your career. I really am because you, you've overcome so much and it's hard to get through that. And, you know, Selling houses is going to be easy now. I could promise you that compared to your last couple of years. This is nothing. Exactly, <laughs> I promise you that. Um, so Thank anybody you. listening, if anybody, um, you know, was inspired by your story or perhaps anybody in Virginia looking to buy or sell, what would be the best mm -hmm. way for them to get in touch with you? Well, they are more than welcome to call or text me. I say shoot me a text message. I don't care if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm not going to respond to you at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but... I don't want you to lose sleep or um, or forget what you had on your mind. I want you to get it off your chest. Shoot me a text. So you know my number is 757-920-8992. And then also you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Facebook. And they're all under my name, Stephanie L. Fountain. There you have it, guys. You got a direct line of communication through multiple channels. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today, being vulnerable, opening up and sharing us your super inspiring journey um, because not a lot of people would have done what you did and it's extremely impressive. I'm super stoked to see where your career goes. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm grateful for you, for you inviting me and it's an honor and a privilege to be here. So thank you. I'm enjoying the moment. <laughs>
Thank you. You're going to have many more moments to enjoy. I can promise you that. <laughs> and then to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. So go out there and take massive action. I can assure you that you're probably not going through the same series of challenges as she is. But if you are, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Go out there. The only cure for your problems, unfortunately, is the person in the mirror. So you have to go out there, take massive action, and tell somebody you know that can help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>